This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I want to turn our attention to an important issue, you know, protecting children online, protecting children from online harms. It's going to be a sentencing hearing next month in B.C. Supreme Court for Aiden Coben. Dutch national is convicted of extortion, harassment, communication with a young person to commit a sexual offense and possession of and distribution of child pornography. This is the Amanda Todd case. It's uh, been 10 years since Amanda Todd died by suicide after years of harassment from 22 different social media accounts that were controlled by Mr. Coban. In those 10 years since that happened, Have we changed our approach? Are our kids safer today than they were then? I I don't know if you could argue that. So we failed to learn the lessons from from the Amanda Todd case and and others like it. Now, turning us to talk about, you know, where where we're at on that. Very pleased to welcome to the program uh, here this morning, uh, Sydney Arneson, Associate Executive Director of the Canadian Center for Child Protection. Uh, They operate cybertip.ca. Sydney, great to have you with us here today. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, I think there was a lot of relief, you know, when, when the guilty verdict came in in this case, that someone's being held accountable for what happened to Amanda Todd. But, you know, we, we shouldn't be complacent either, should we? Just because we caught this guy, there, there's still a lot of them like, like, like him out there. Well, no, we shouldn't be complacent, and we really shouldn't be complacent because we're, um, you know, in, in the middle of a really a public um safety crisis for children as it relates to what's happening online. So as you had mentioned, the Amanda Todd uh, case and uh, her um, losing her life, you know, over a decade ago, um, you know, was incredibly tragic. And at the time, we had hoped that we could kind of rally the government and everyone to make sure this, this type of thing wasn't happening to kids anymore. And here we are a decade later facing you know, unimaginable harms to kids, and things have only gotten worse. Right, and and that harm comes in various ways. You know, your kids being uh, lured online, uh, and we, we've heard some some high profile cases where, you know, for example, there was a thirteen year old girl from Edmonton who was was targeted uh, online and you know, lured into a situation where she was taken across the border. We have cases what's known as sextortion, similar to what happened, you know, with with Amanda Todd. So these forms arise in different ways, right? There are different kinds of threats that kids face, but it all sort of falls under this this big umbrella, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, and it runs all the way to the little ones who are being sexually abused. It's being recorded and then shared online amongst yeah. the offending community. So you've got that side of it where it isn't about online safety per se, but it's the offending community connecting with one another, reinforcing the deviance, and then sharing kind of the worst moments of these kids' lives online. Um, all the way to kids then becoming uh, more independent, getting online, and then being targeted uh, by adults uh, for some sexual purpose. And, you know, it, it's, we're still losing kids today. I mean, we just a few months ago had uh, Daniel Lentz, um, who happened to be from a small town in Manitoba, 
but he died by suicide after being blackmailed online. So, you know, it really, we we owe much more to Amanda, Retea Parsons, all the kids that a decade ago we, we faced these kind of horrific online harms, and here we are today uh, still losing kids to this. So, you know, something something has to change here. Well, what did change? I mean, it felt like these cases, you know, raised awareness and, and that awareness is important. But did that fail to turn into action or at some level, are we doing a better job of, of calling attention to this and, and we're finding more of it, which maybe makes it seem like it's getting worse? I mean, how do we judge that? Well, it shouldn't be happening to kids to begin with. The fact that we yeah. connect adults with children online with no rules and regs. Um, is probably your number one problem. We've been spending 20 years operating the national tip line, addressing thousands of reports a month from, from Canadians, and the problem is only getting worse. So while we like to talk about the role of parents, it really isn't realistic to expect that parents can manage everything that's occurring online to kids and the state of the nation for where we are today. Uh, shows us that. So we have to start looking at where where the accountability actually does lie. And technology companies really can create anything that they want to with no rules and regs and let kids and children intersect online. And, you know, we're solving the problem after the harm has occurred. So so this just the scenario and the situation and the social experiment of the un- unregulated online world is not working particularly for children. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Let's talk about what needs to change. I do wonder, I mean, at, at some level, if we have, you know, meaningful penalties, you know, for holding people to account and be a deterrent factor, is there the possibility that a meaningful sentence in the case of, of Aiden Coban can, can make a difference? What about on that side, first of all? Yeah, no, I think it's a need-driven behavior for those who have a sexual interest in children, and um, that is not going to stop. Um, and if that were the case, it should have stopped a long time ago. Canada has some pretty stringent laws around uh, this type of harm to children. But again, it's after the harm has occurred. Right. So we don't, you know, we don't send kids off to a playground and put them on a play structure and have them fall off of it. Let's say something is faulty, and then blame parents for why the kid broke their arm. We put safety standards in place for the play structure that belongs on the playground. Online, we have none of that in place. So we let this just free exchange, an offender, an adult can reach into your home, access your child. They're not even having to leave their houses anymore. And grave harm can be occurring uh, to kids. And, you know, we've 
we've kind of said, okay, parents have to be engaged, they have to be knowledgeable. They do. But at some, at some level, companies should be building, um, you know, products that are safe, particularly when they know their user base is children. So what needs to change? What, is the, what does that change look like? Well, technology companies, uh, um, especially those, you know, involving user-generated content, I mean, a lot of the harm we're seeing with sextortion in particular is happening either on Instagram or Snapchat. Um, and they happen to be targeting boys, but they need to be actually creating platforms that are that are safe. There has to be age verification. There needs to be, um, you know, a, a better better mechanisms for seeing how a lot of these uh, sextortionists are coming from overseas. They're creating multiple accounts. So you notice these accounts coming from the same IP address. There's multiple ones of them. There's all sorts of patterns that can be uh, picked up on the side of the technology companies to flag that there's a potential problem. I mean, they put all sorts of efforts into uh, how they advertise to us as their um, as their user base. That same level of effort needs to go into how they ensure that kids are safe safe online. And none of those things currently are in place because you know, they're not financially motivated to do that. What about groups like yours, the Canadian Center for Child Protection, CyberTip.ca? What, what do you see as the role you play? Or, or do you see a need where we don't need organizations like this? Like you feel like one day maybe you just make yourself irrelevant. Well, I'd love to be put out of a job. I've been yeah. doing this for 21 years. Nobody wants to be seeing this level of uh, harm occurring to children. It's horrific. Um, and we all should be outraged that this is, this is what we've really allowed to be set in motion again with, with, with no guardrails around it. So I would celebrate the day I was, was put out of a job. But, you know, uh, until governments step in and regulate these companies and make them accountable, and there can be financial penalties, all sorts of things to show that actually before they release their product to market, if it's going to involve children using their service, then certain measures need to be in place. So only until that time is this is this going to change, because as I said earlier, we've been talking for 20 years about the role of parents in keeping kids safe online, and we are in an epidemic so we can see that that is, it, it, you know, it. I guess it would be worse than where we are today, but it, it, it's pretty bad. So, so something has to change here because it, it, kids are losing, and and uh, there's just significant damage occurring. I know other countries struggle with this too, and it, it's you know it's no solace that it's a problem elsewhere. I mean, it's a problem here too. But I mean, are, are there countries that we can learn from, or are there countries that have sort of shown us the, the way on this? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, certainly there is a movement um, globally for governments to step in and do something. So in the UK, they have the online safety bill. Um, a lot of work has gone into that. Um, you know, they're looking to a change in leadership, and then hopefully that bill can be passed. So, I mean, a lot of the groundwork has been done in other countries. The EU is coming out with some legislation tied to this in terms of making sure the online world is safe for, for, for children all the way from how kids are being uh, groomed and approached online to, um, you know, um, 
the need to have uh, proactive detection of child sexual abuse material online so this doesn't continue to circulate. So, you know, there is movement. You know, in Canada, we have the online harms bill that uh, hopefully will move, will move forward. Uh, so there is some hope, but, you know, every day we fail to act and do something at, a, at, at that level uh, means more kids are being harmed. So we, we're, we're really, you know, we're the canaries in the coal mine screaming from the rooftops that this is really bad and things need to change. So hopefully, hopefully something does give here and, and we get some meaningful legislation in place. Cybertip.ca, also much more at protectchildren.ca. Signia, thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. Thanks for having me. All the best. Uh, that's uh, Signia Arneson, Associate Executive Director with the Canadian Centre for Child Protection, protectchildren.ca. They also operate, as mentioned, cybertip.ca.